Do you feel confused about your product mix? Not sure which direction to go? Digital, print on demand, handmade, supplies? Do you wish you could quit your job and go full-time on Etsy? Today, I'm going to tell you all about a student of mine. She was working full-time for a big car company. Let's just say it rhymes with Lefsa. And she wanted to be fully self-employed and do Etsy full-time. And after joining my program and coaching in multi-six-figure Etsy Blueprint, she was able to quit her job within in just a few months. She implemented the strategies to a T and she was able to gain over a thousand orders in a very short period of time. And for everyone who thinks that Etsy is too saturated, yes, this was all in 2023. And this student's shop is now becoming what I'm calling the anthropology of Etsy. And I'm gonna share more about how this is actually a realistic path that you can go on yourself. And I'm going to talk about exactly what we did to her shop to get it to this level. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Dylan Jarris and I'm an Etsy shop owner of about seven years. I've sold over $1.5 million in revenue on the platform, over a million dollars in profit. And my entire background is corporate e-commerce where I worked for big companies like Zappos and Zulily on the corporate buying and product development side. And now I teach Etsy sellers just like you, well over 700 of them, how to scale their businesses to that multi six figure level. So if you like to hear about real e-commerce strategy applied to Etsy, please subscribe to the channel because that is what I strive to do here. I didn't make this channel because I had, you know, a good year on Etsy and now I'm trying to teach you how I did that. I'm actually showing you how to incorporate real e-commerce strategy into your Etsy shop to make it a real business. So please subscribe to the channel if you like that type of content. I put out new videos every week. All right, so about this student. Now, who would not want to become the anthropology of Etsy? Now, if you're not familiar with anthropology, definitely go look them up. This store has a very strong brand and they target really premium customers. They have what you might call a cult-like following and they are able to incorporate a huge variety of items into their stores from kitchen utensils to wedding dresses. And because their brand is so cohesive, they're able to fit that all into one single store. So my student that I'm talking about today, she is becoming what I'm calling the anthropology of Etsy. And I'm not going to share her name or her shop because I want to protect her success. And when you share a successful shop and you talk about how they became successful, then there's going to be copycats. And so for her sake, for protecting all of my students, I do protect their shop names. Now that is unless they give me permission to share it. But I wanna to talk to you today about the transformation because where she started is probably where a lot of you guys are right now. And a lot of you guys might be thinking, is that even possible for me? Like good for her, but could that actually happen for me? Yes, it can. And I'm going to talk about the process that she went through to get there. So let's talk about the student. She is married. She was working full-time when she started the program. She was doing Etsy on the side. Her shop was filled with primarily digital products and print-on-demand. Things were going very slow for her and the shop wasn't quite optimized. So she reached out to me in December of 2022 for help. As you can see here, she shared that it was her goal to be able to quit and to dedicate her full-time attention to Etsy. She wanted to earn six-figure profit on Etsy as well. And as you can see, she mentioned that long-term, she really wants to build a brand, which is why Etsy absolutely is the perfect platform for her. You know, unlike maybe Amazon or, or eBay or something, Etsy really is about building a brand. When she started, she was targeting kind of positivity, mental health, supporting women, that type of thing in her shop. When she reached out to me, she also shared that she was very determined to do this full-time and that she did not want to just try to reinvent the wheel. So in our initial call, when we looked at her shop, I saw a lot of low-hanging fruit. And these are things that I knew in 
module three of my program, which is where we fix everything that we could fix for her right away. And then I knew that module two of the program, which is where we focus on who we're selling to and what we're targeting, I knew that that would really, really help fine tune who her customer is. Because positivity, mental health, and supporting women, that's not quite a specific enough customer. That doesn't guarantee that it's a profitable customer segment. Those things are more of a maybe product-centric approach that give you a framework for what you're selling. And there can be a lot of people who are interested in positivity and mental health and supporting women who aren't maybe profitable customers, which means maybe they're not very financially resilient and maybe they don't have consistent spending habits. We're very focused on selling to people who have consistent spending habits. It makes all the difference in the world to the consistency of your results. I knew that we could help her fine tune her customer a lot more as well. So she actually started with a course by itself without any coaching and she used that to get a couple hundred orders. And then once her revenue was up about six weeks in, she added on the coaching part. And once she was in the coaching part, that really paid for itself. Just two weeks in to doing coaching, she shared that she had more sales in the first eight weeks after joining my program than the sales she had in the previous four months combined. And that's just two weeks into coaching. And what is the power of coaching? Having a mentor, having a coach, really that comes down to accelerating things. So she shared that she got another 400 sales within just five weeks of joining the coaching part of this program. And she shared her shop stats and everything here too. So 400 sales in five weeks, how does that happen? I'm gonna break this down for you. Number one, it really came down to who she was targeting. That's where I start with all of the shops that I work with. Because if you're not targeting a profitable customer who has really consistent spending habits, then the foundation is not strong. So her customer at the beginning, right? It was that kind of inspirational, self-love, kind of motivational type of a customer. People who were interested in that kind of thing. But it wasn't quite clear enough if that was going to be profitable. And it was proving that it wasn't super profitable. So she expanded beyond this. And now her shop is actually focused on very much that anthropology type of customer, along with a new thread of really personalized premium items that use premium materials. And these are things that she never offered before. So now she is targeting a really profitable customer and they're willing to pay for speed, for premium quality, for customer service as well. This was a much different customer than the customer she was targeting before, you know, not price sensitive. They're willing to pay for quality and a good experience. Instead of her sales kind of being up and down as she's trying to grow, it's a very steady climb because her customers have very consistent spending habits. The next thing she did was expanding her product mix very strategically. So she started with digital and print on demand. A lot of people ask me, can you do digital with print on demand? Can you mix in handmade? Can you mix in supplies? Like, do I need four separate shops? Like, how do I do this? Where it doesn't look like a flea market. This is what we address in my program. I show you how to combine things in a way that makes sense. The reason it makes sense is because we're customer focused, not product focused. One thing we did to help her hit her higher level income goals was to bring in some higher price point items. And these happen to be handmade personalized items. And these have better gross margin dollars or profit, right, per order. So we're not focused on gross margin percent. We're really looking at your gross margin dollars per order. How did she know what to bring in? Part of what I teach is not chasing trends. You'll see all these YouTube videos out there, right? Find a best seller, use Everbee, find a best selling product. And then the idea is that, okay, then you're gonna have a best seller too. That is constant chasing. And that is not the way that you wanna be running a business long-term. Plus as a super small brand new shop, you have no track record. How do you expect to copy a market leader with a great track record and take market share? The only way to do that is competing really aggressively on price, 
which is not the game we want to play. And that's not the customer we want to target. So my process that I teach is not going to ever be finding the best sellers and then copying them. So we're actually looking outside of Etsy to pick up on trends because Etsy is one of the last places to get trends. And for this student, she really looked at what phase of life her customer was in, what phase of life they're going into so that we could serve them for a longer period of time. We really want to focus on driving up the lifetime value of your customer, especially if you are in this to really build a brand. So this student, she was not only looking for inspiration for new product ideas within Etsy, she was looking outside of Etsy and she really has her pulse on the market with this type of customer. Her product mix before was kind of one dimensional, right? She had some digital, she had some print on demand, apparel and accessories. And now she started using the framework of the seven types of products that I recommend having in your shop. So this means we have different listings for different purposes. Some of those listings, their purpose is to drive up your order number under your shop name really high, really fast, right? The loss leader idea. If you haven't watched my video about loss leaders, definitely check that out. And there's other types of products. There's six other types. Some of them, their purpose is to scale your revenue, but together we're scaling our order number and our revenue at the same time. So this student had about four of those seven types of products missing before she joined the program. One of those was a loss leader. And three of the other types were things that would help her scale her average order value and her top line revenue, as well as things that would encourage repeat business. So she built out her product mix with digital print on demand and handmade with those seven types of products that I recommended having. Now in my community group where I do the coaching, I also helped her come up with product ideas. Sometimes she would give me a list of different products. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this idea? Here's like five ideas. What do you think I should prioritize? And right now we have about 730 students. So I really know what works. I would help her kind of narrow down the focus a bit, especially considering the customer she's targeting and how we could serve them through phases of their life. What would feel the most cohesive within her shop? So that's something I do as well. I'll make you videos of your shop, of your listings. I'll analyze new product ideas for you and see kind of which one might be the path of least resistance because we want to have some good bets. We can't afford to make a bunch of bad bets when you are expanding your product mix. So something that happened with her was her loss leaders took off. And when your loss leaders take off, that is going to elevate the ranking of your other listings. So that kind of instigated this whole kind of rocket ship of growth where she was scaling her order number, yes, but also her revenue at the same time. She had some great loss leaders and she included some expensive looking items in the same photos as the loss leader to really pack value into the listing photo. So I'm not gonna give too much away there, but it was genius and it really, really drove sales for her. The next thing that she did to really get her shop to take off was to have cohesive branding. She sells a wide variety of items in her shop. Digital products that are for maybe a more B2B customer alongside physical products that are maybe gifts, alongside home decor items, alongside print-on-demand apparel, alongside handmade accessories. And she uses very cohesive branding techniques to make it all look good in the same shop. So she is offering a wide variety of items to a couple different types of customers. So the aesthetic is the consistent part, although she's targeting different customers, all who appreciate the same aesthetic. But they're purchasing from her with very different purposes in mind. The next thing she did really well was site merchandising. She implemented that site merchandising lesson so well. Now, site merchandising is all about increasing multi-item orders and getting people to stay in your shop for a long time. So the way she implemented the site merchandising techniques, it was spot on and it was consistent through her shop and through all of the listings. If you need help with site merchandising, that is something that I teach you. So don't worry, you don't have to figure that out on your own. So I do teach you this very clearly step-by-step -step in my program. So the next thing that this student does very, very well is 
that she is constantly testing things while she's launching things. So she is publishing listings as they're ready. She's not doing a big launch, like 20 listings at a time. She puts them up as they're ready. So it's a consistent flow of newness into her shop. She's testing different pricing strategies. She's testing different photos. A lot of people on YouTube will tell you to have everything looking the same in your shop. Use the same mock-up for all of your listings. Use the same photo setup for every listing. Just the product itself is different. Well, if you do that, you're missing a huge opportunity to test what might work better than something else. This is your opportunity to get customer feedback data and then use the data to make better decisions. And she's actually found that some of her highest converting listings are using main listing photos that she wasn't previously using in her shop. So she is constantly testing. She didn't just find one way to take a photo or one mock-up to use, and she's not just using the same one over and over again. She's constantly testing them against each other to see what receives the best response and to see that ratio of views to visits. The next thing she does really well is her pricing strategy. So it is on point. I give you different pricing strategies for different stages of your business. The pricing strategies that you need in your listings first you know, month is different than the pricing strategy you'd need when it's a market leader listing. So this student has now you know, different listings that are at different stages in their life cycle. So some brand new listings, new product launches, and then some veteran listings that have been there a long time. Some of her listings are really market leaders. Some of them, she's working to make them market leaders. So she has nailed the different pricing strategies that you need for each stage of your business and each stage of a listings life cycle. She's aggressively implementing those pricing strategies. All right, the final thing that this student does really well is something that not a lot of people are able to do. And it is that she goes all the way whenever she does something. She does the full implementation. She doesn't do anything halfway. She's also adopted what I call the strategy where you put the food in the oven before it's preheated. She's gotten really comfortable taking action and she really adopts the idea that done is better than perfect. So we do this pretty much with all of her new listings. She publishes the listings, then she sends it to me. I do a full audit of the listing, make a video showing her exactly what I would change. If there's new SEO needed, I'll type that out for her as well. I will audit her descriptions. I'll audit her listing photos. I'll give her recommendations on maybe things to tweak with the photos as well. And then I will do some competitive analysis and take a look at how she's showing up in search results. Is she the clear winner? What is the angle to take to take market share? That's worked really well to get a volume of new products up. Now she still has under 250 listings. If anyone says you need at least a thousand listings to be successful on Etsy, absolutely not. It really depends on who you're targeting, what you're selling, because these are all things that people actually want. She's really been cutting any fat from her shop. So we try to keep as little dead weight as possible. This student is also one of my most consistent students when it comes to implementation. She stays positive. She really is a light. She stays very positive and she's always doing more of what's working versus getting frustrated or bogged down with what's not working. She really leans into where she sees the revenue at. She does it more, she does it better, she does it different, and she sees exponentially bigger results because of that. So if you'd like to be like this student of mine, please reach out and I will give you each step you need for each stage of your business. And if you are determined to make a change in your life, like quitting your job, like retiring your spouse, buying a vacation home, or like sending your kids to private school or something like that. And if you're ready and desperate and eager to make a change in your life, that's the type of person I like to work with because I wanna work with people who want to win. You can give a winning strategy to a lazy person and they won't see results. But if you give a winning strategy to a person who's determined to win, that's the magic combination. And I think that's why we have a few hundred testimonials. If you wanna check those out, I'll leave a few video testimonials in the description right here. And then I'll also link 
to a couple hundred of the written testimonials that are on our website. If you wanna hear more stories of my students, how we've transformed their shops to kind of, you know, crickets or really slow selling to something that is big and that is cohesive and that is growing rapidly and attracting the right customers, definitely let me know, leave a comment. If you wanna hear more student stories, I'd be happy to share more of those. And if you have questions on, okay, is this program even something that would be a good fit for you? Feel free to schedule a free strategy call with the link below in the description. It's a free call and on that call, we just share with you the back end of the program. We kind of show you all the lessons and how the coaching works and we'll show you uh, just the ins and outs of what it looks like so you can see for yourself if it'd be the right thing for you. If you like the video, please subscribe and I'll see you in the next one.